Our next guest suggests that childhood is a really critical time for steering kids away that might be at risk to potentially committing crimes later in life. Aggression in kids is related to how they read others' emotions. So we're going to get into it right now with our guest who's a postdoctoral fellow in the development psychology at the University of Montreal. Dr. Aaron Ackland is joining the show. Dr. Ackland, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. So uh, you've written an article for theconversation.com, and you start by describing the fact that preschoolers and toddlers are the most aggressive demographic. Can you expand on that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, so, it, you know, surprisingly to probably a lot of people, kids are very aggressive. They're physically aggressive, uh, much more so than any other time in your whole lifespan. And most kids uh, decline in aggression over time. Like they they grow out of it for the most part. Um, and the one the reason why we probably don't think of them as super aggressive is because um, they're not very dangerous. They have <laughs> weak limbs that uh, are ineffective at harming us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a two-year-old right now, and definitely, you know, the emotional regulation is is part of what we're learning and kind of diving into right now. But yeah, I mean, sometimes when when she's angry, it's yeah, it's not threatening. It's actually, it's kind of adorable sometimes. So I can see why we might not necessarily think that they're very aggressive, but it is a really critical time to to try to understand and, and treat behavior. You And you talk a little bit about how overly hostile behavior uh, does tend to diminish with time, but not for all kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So um, being aggressive is kind of normal at that age but most kids will grow out of it but there is a small percentage of kids that will stay aggressive throughout their lifespan and um, it's it's very rare that um, physical aggression starts uh, after childhood Hmm. so it's a really key time to identify uh, which kids are at highest risk for um, later violence and to kind of intervene at a really early time when you can still kind of push them to the um, more normative group where that declines over time with aggression. And it goes back to understanding or identifying others' negative emotions. So if a toddler can't read someone's emotional reaction or face, uh, they could have a negative reaction to it. Can you Can you explain that? Yeah, so um, in a recent study, we found um, two really interesting things. Uh, One was that kids uh, that have trouble telling when someone is um, upset or in distress or angry, those kids are much more likely to show this uh, like a kind of cold, calculated aggression. And what I mean by cold and calculated, I mean that it's um, they're using harm to get what they want. So think of a kid has a chocolate bar that they want and they shove the kid down and take the chocolate bar. That's a that's a cold, calculated form of aggression. So we think that potentially they're, they're doing this because, um, you know, in, in the average person, if you harm someone, you can see that you've made them feel bad, and that makes you feel bad mm. in turn. But maybe these kids, uh, when they make someone else feel bad, they can't even tell that they've made anyone feel bad, so they, they don't have any emotional response to that, and then they think that that's an okay way to act to get what they want. And so what would be some of the barriers that would cause a kid to not understand that they're creating a negative emotion in, in someone else? 
Right. So um, sometimes they mix up the emotions, so they they get the emotion wrong, um, and sometimes they they don't even see any emotion. They think that the face looks expressionless altogether. which, which makes sense in that, you know, most emotions you see on a daily basis are not extreme emotions. They're subtle kind of changes in facial expression. A lot of people try to hide their emotions, so you have to be really sensitive to um, changes in facial expressions to actually pick up that someone's mood has changed. There's another form of aggression that you describe as well. Can you go into that one? Yes. So the other type is um, like a hot reactive aggression. So that's when that's aggression in response to a challenging situation or in response to threatening behavior from someone else. Um, And we found that kids um, who when they see others that are in distress or upset or angry, if they think those people are happy, um, they're more likely to show this aggression. So this is a totally uh, new novel finding. We didn't think we would get we would have this. We thought that people who respond to provocation um, aggressively would see anger in other faces. So they would think that people are angry when they're not, and that's why they would respond with aggression. But instead, we found that when they see anger, they think they're happy. The other people are happy. The, the angry person is happy. What's, so, what's causing this disconnect then? Like, how common is this in kids to be misreading emotions? What's happening? Well, it's at, at this time they're really developing their skills, so um, they misread emotions a lot. So to some extent, it's normal for them to get emotions wrong, and they get better over time. But um, in our study, it was something like only um, the the four year olds only got like fifty percent of fearful faces correct, whereas the eight year olds got like eighty percent. So there's huge leaps in their abilities to recognize emotions during this time. So to some extent, it's normal for them to get emotions wrong, but it just seems to be related to uh, whether they're likely to harm other kids. So it might just go away over time, um, but uh, it's some, something to maybe be uh, aware of if you if you were noticing that in your own kid. Yeah, and how do you navigate around that if that is something that you're noticing? Well, so there was a study that looked at uh, whether if you train kids to get better at emotion recognition, so maybe they used, um, you know, like facial expressions and they asked kids uh, what emotion that is. And uh, they find that if you tell kids to focus on the eyes, they're much better at recognizing emotions. So they train kids to get better at uh, recognizing emotions. And they found it didn't improve behavioral problems, but in a subgroup of kids that did. And those were kids that were more callous. So they had trouble empathizing with other people. They had trouble understanding other people. So in kids that have trouble understanding other people, um, helping them recognize emotions in other people uh, can reduce their kind of aggressive behaviors. As we're having this conversation, some of our listeners are texting in, and I think um, there, there's someone that's bringing up an, an interesting point. I want to be delicate about this. I'm not. I don't not <laughs> generalize. You know, every everyone here, but you know, someone bringing up the point of of autism and understanding that you know kids like that might have um, limitations being able to understand emotion. So how how would that play into any aggressive behavior? Right. So. Um There is research to suggest that uh, people with an autism spectrum disorder have more trouble recognizing emotions. However, I don't think the research that I just did can speak to that Mm -hmm. um, because 
in childhood, it's normal to not be able to recognize emotions, and it's normal to be kind of aggressive. So um, I the, the study that we did can't really generalize to um, in a sample of uh, kids with autism because they're having a different developmental sure. kind of trajectory and issues and um, challenges that they're dealing with that are sure. that might be different than our sample. So I can't really speak to that uh, exactly. Were you surprised in the research that you did uh, just how how prevalent this was? Yeah, I was I was very surprised at how much uh, they jumped in certain emotions, and it and it depended on the time period. Like they got better at certain emotions at some times, and then made bigger leaps on uh, other emotions at other times, mm. which actually tracked in our findings where we found uh, recognizing specific emotions was more important at different time points in uh, over childhood. When when you conducted this research and you were seeing if these children recognized the emotions and faces. Were there were there faces that were familiar to them already? Were they adults? Were they kids? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So our task had um, adult faces that were actors, um, and they were morphed. Uh, they, they were shown four emotions: so happiness, anger, sadness, and fear, and then also uh, an expressionless face. We morphed them to show different intensities of emotions, so all the way from zero percent, so that would be a neutral face, and like ten percent sad. 20% sad, all the way up to 100% sad. And these faces, um, and one of the studies was gender matched, so they had a male or female depending on their own um, sex assigned at birth. And uh, But the the actual faces uh, were Caucasian faces, so that's a limitation of the study. Mm. However, uh, research does suggest that if you're in an area that has a very diverse population, the impact of that is low, and the study was done in a very diverse area. So it shouldn't have had an impact, but um, that is a, a great point. Well, Dr. Ackland, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and, and for this research. This is so interesting. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Take care. Dr. Aaron Ackland, postdoctoral fellow in de of development psychology, excuse me, at the University of Montreal, uh, doing some research on aggression in kids related to how they read others' emotions or how they don't read well others' emotions.